This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. Ew, 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 ew. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast, number one podcast in Oakland, number one podcast in the Bay Area. And today, uh. it's not about Valentine's Day, but it is about love. love. We, <laughs> we have a true believer in love. Hmm? We have, we, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We got to see if, 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 it's, if it's true. Because, <laughs> I mean, looking at this brother, he looks like a player. But, <laughs> but we go to uh we go find a welcome love to the show. Love. We love more, man. Love more, love more. Welcome love more to the show. How are you doing today? Living, man. Blessed. Live and thriving. Knows a lot going on out here. Okay. We got it going on out here. <laughs> How was your day today? My day's been it's been high vibrational. You know, especially for the last I don't know, a couple of days, weeks, months, whatever. It's been growing pain. Life, I've been elevating. Mm. At the same time, the growing pains that come with it, been. Whew. So today, I was like, Grace, like, Eric, mm. bad bitty, you feel me? Catch my energy. <laughs> and you feel me? Slid out to, to the rooftop thing where we about to work on um, connecting. Corporations with the people that's actually doing the work on the foundational, you feel me? They're loyal to the soil. Mm. That's gonna be smooth. And I'm here tapping in, man. Everyday um celebrity podcast, man. Dope, dope. Come on. So are you originally uh from Oakland? Um, yeah, I'm originally from Oakland, bro. Um Yep, yep. I'm originally from Oakland and uh Yeah, I kind of felt like I was like Goku, man, Kakarot. He done slid out to another planet mm. for a minute, do his Dougie, representing for this. Mm. You know what I mean? I um high school up in Tracy. Yeah. And uh came back out here at high school. All over the Bay Area. Rich. Mm-hmm. Oakland, Frisco, Cam Mendocino, all that type of stuff. Bay Area. Even up to Sacramento and all that. You feel me? Stockton, Modesto, all that and mm-hmm. all over this area. You got the real Bay Area uh when did all this, because uh, I mean, how I first noticed you uh, is from Instagram. You you did like a little interview with someone I knew at the Continental Club. And then I seen that little, uh, that little reel. And I was like, yeah. then I started to tap in on your content. And you, sure. and this whole love thing, this whole love movement you got going on. Explain that to me. I mean, well, shit, my name is, um, let's say right now, Alan Moore. So I was born Rio Alan Moore Jr., and then my friend called me AJ for Allen Jr. Um, but then, so by the time I got to high school, uh, like my mom changed my name in like fifth grade mm. to uh, Allen Jamal Morris out of AJ. But um, my friends started calling me Amo, AJ Mo, AJ Mo, Amo. So more Tayamo, for me, it started getting came near. A lot of people know me as Amo. I know HT, Diz, Win, like all these other type of uh, energy that I put in at, at a certain point. But, um, Basically, God was just like, man, I felt like I was on some, baby, I was going to be on some Tupac shit, you feel me? Like, people like that, the energy talking shit, but God was like, nah, be more, feel me on, sending me to another path. And um, I thought, you know, I thought it was going to have me on some Gandhi peaceful energy, like, basically, like, somebody spit in your face, and they just going to wipe it off. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> nah, yeah, you feel me? It ain't on that energy. It's like, holding people accountable, like, certain things I learned on a journey of just, Love more, my last name more. You mm-hmm. feel me? And then Amo is Tayamo is love more. So that's basically where that name came from. Mm-hmm. And I just had to. I mean, it, it came to me, um, and I identify with with the journey. You feel me? Like uh, authentically in every aspect. Mm-hmm. Are you? So you're. Um, what I'm taking from this, you're like spiritual. You're not. Re- are you more spiritual than religious? Um, I would say that, but I do do my research on all the religions. You feel me? I kind of see as different perspectives. Like, 
you know, everybody got a different perspective on something. We all seen the car crash, but we might say the girl with the red ball made it happen. You feel me? No, it was the red car. It was the blue car. It was yeah. the, you feel me? So I'm just not going to uh, deny anybody else's experience. I just mm. want to learn people's experience to see if I agree or I don't agree. And I could come from a place of like, nah, bro, I, I, I put the energy and time into it that you did. And I mm. still feel how I'm feeling. So it's okay. You feel me? Mm. So that's kind of just the space I come from with that. Okay. Do you think why? So why is uh like asking people their views on love? Why is that important to you? Because that's like the main question you be asking people. Yeah. Well, right now is um just a perspective. Uh, we I, I've started doing the love more. I mean, the, uh, love at the lake. I'll be I like married, and I'll be like, okay, it's hella gentrifiers. It's hella different people out here, and I think that for me being in the Bay Area, like everywhere, like all different spots, um. Even going to Tracy and Sacramento, different places with being around different demographics, because we Frisco is hella hella people out here. Mm. I seen that um like even since I was in like elementary school, I never like go chill at the gangster table or go chill at the jock table, chill at the I just go to every table. I wasn't just on one. I could go to every table and then I was like, I make my own table. Yeah. So that's basically context to say that I want people to get different perspectives from everybody because it's a common denominator between everybody. Mm. And that's the part that I'm like, I could bridge between so I'm like let me ask people about their perspective so you can know what they think instead of judging them thinking you think you know what they think yeah you feel because everybody ain't putting the work in either though and they ain't gonna put it in at some point you feel me so you still gotta coexist with people where they at and that's just that bridge work if you conscious in a certain way you could go at us you could navigate a person in a certain way you mm. feel me and that's just important to me to just do my due diligence that's that's what I'm doing with my uh with my expression. You feel me? God be blessing me, giving me stuff. You feel me? Tapping me in, bro. Be wounded. Ain't, you feel me? You ain't mm. got no cheese. You ain't got no, feel me? Busted one day. And then the next instant, just because I'm staying on my purpose and I'm learning, I'm fasting from certain things in society or, you feel me? Not just food, the sex, the, 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 the social media, the partners, the, you feel me? You got to fast from all that shit. At some point, you feel me? And, but I bounce back. Gotta just be like, boop, boop. Like, I'm here. This I'm. This a blessing to be here, bro. I just, I, he was showing me. I'm like, I'm in the weather, okay? Mm. You feel me? Energy. You feel me? So it's kind of like, that's we doing our part to change the narrative. And that's what I'm about, bro. I'm like, I feel things in the world, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my due diligence. I'm going to do my part to participate. Participate. Have you ever been in love? Ever been in love? Yeah. Do you think there's a diff? Uh, do you think there are different forms of love? Yeah, I think um, something basic. Uh, my my friend, uh, mom, mom Chappelle, um, she gave me this book called "The Four Laws of." Uh, I mean, not four laws, but the uh, five love languages. Basically, mm-hmm. you feel me? So it's kind of just knowing like what's uh, receiving. Some people like uh, gifts, some like affirmation, acts of service, physical touch. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Uh, I, uh, I think another one probably when I'm talking, but basically you could damn near, it's like you basically saying like you hungry, but somebody give you some water and it's like, I'm hungry right now. I don't need no water. I ain't thirsty right now. So it's like, they trying to show you love in their way, but they ain't really loving you the way that's what you need in that moment. You mm-hmm. feel me? So it's for me, it's just being fluid in all them. That's a language. Like you got to know all them languages to express your love or to be effective. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Ain't what your, your preference. You feel me? Because that's what's selfish. You feel me? Do you think it's hard uh, because a lot of black men get the stigma of like being rough and tough? Do you think it's hard for black men to uh, express love to a woman, or to even not even to woman, just to just to anybody? Like express love to their friends or to their brothers. Yeah, a lot of things come with stigmas, you know. Like people got different, um, you know, PR. Everything got PR. You mm. feel me? So like. You know, eight, let's say it took, I was talking to my brother the other day. I'm just saying from the conversation. But basically, he was like, I was like, we was talking about banks and going in there and getting judged and stuff. And he was feeling, trying to give me advice and tell me about it. But I'm like, well, bro, bro you were, well, Asians, this is a, most Asians, they say what, they eat dogs or something or they, they, they can't drive. A little stereotype. But, yeah. but your positive things are that you can, you can, uh, you good at math and you got some money and you good. You feel me? So it's like when you go into a bank, your experience is going to be different than my experience. You feel me? Because mm. being black, our our benefits may be, um, you know, like, or like it's our, our best. They eat like chicken, watermelon, and for me, yeah, yeah, they try to say lazies and all this other extra credit stuff. You feel me? 
it's a crime or something like that. Those those things are positive. Is that you um, strong? You feel me? You you're hard. You're strong. You mm. you got a big dick or something. You feel me? Like that's these are positives. So that's what we kind of try to lean into our PR, and that's why I think it's important to change these narratives. But um. Yeah, bro. I, it was the original question. What was the original question, though? Because it was some. Um, do you think it's it's? Why do you think it's so hard for black men to uh, and it's getting express past their that? Love? That's the thing. It's mm. trying to get past those stigmas and stuff because we trying to play into what it is. Like Efodi got a song, "Practice Looking Hard," you know. So it's kind of like that. Where it's just like, I'm gonna play. I feel like it would be like I ain't gonna say ugly or feel me like that, but the rougher mother, somebody that look rough. They play into that rough, like the, the gangster, like, like bro, gangster. He foul though, but he got that's what he playing into his his thing, and that's what's gonna make him win. If you tall, you gonna play into being tall. You short, you feel me? So, do you feel like we have to do that because of society? Like when choice. you go out, when you go out into the world, once you leave your house as a black man, you're faced with all types of shit. So you have to you have to carry yourself hard. You can't carry yourself as like a like an Asian dude when he walks out the house because he's not going to get fucked with like we get fucked with. So, In the same ways. It's just a different experience. You feel me? Because a taller black bro may get experience different than a shorter black bro or like a, you feel me? Mm. Whatever. Your hair locks, no locks. You know, everything got its experience, but it's like it is a challenge for us to to go out and do our thing and, and, and it's easier to play into it than it's like you're picking your battles. Like, you can go to your job and be like, y'all messing up. Y'all ain't really doing this right. But if you keep doing that, you know you're going to get fired. So it's like, damn, do I want to go find another job right now? Or do I want to keep paying my bills? And while I'm still dealing with a relationship or somebody passed away, like, you got to be picking your battle. So it's like, mm. it make your hardest. That's the systematic things that be locked in on bros. But I think that that's why I'm like, I got to step out on it. That's why I'm saying I'm doing all the things I'm doing. Like, it's put, about love. I'll be in the middle of anywhere. Asking random. I ask Turf Talk. Man, what you think about love, right? You're like, man, I, I don't fuck love. I don't really like love. I got no love tatted on me, man, because I'd rather have loyalty than love. You feel me? Yeah, that's, that's our OGs. You feel I me? Feel so, and, and, and Doobie, I asked him too, and he was just like, I'm scared of love. You feel me? Well, don't love. You feel me? I'd rather, I like like. You feel me? You just like me. You mm. feel me? And so Mario, like me real hard type vibe, mm. but oh, forever type vibe, because it come with that, that pressure, bro. Mm -hmm. That pressure to be a black man, like, Man, you got to protect everything and everything. You get, you get, it's basically treating you like a king while, by like expecting you to be a king while treating you like a peasant. Mm. Everybody, like, and every black man got to experience that. Like, no, you should know better. Yeah. While not thinking you could do better. Like, mm. like that's the wild dilemma to be in at all times. I underestimate it. Do you feel that, uh, I mean, have you ever dated a, a woman with kids? Yep. Have you ever been in love with a woman with kids? Yeah. And she loved you as well? Yeah. Do you feel like uh, that uh, love was equal? I don't think it had nothing to do with the kids, if you want to ask that question. I think it's just pure, <laughs> like, a woman going to love you just straight up equal. Well, like, the, 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 the reason I gave that example is because, uh, do you believe in unconditional love? Mm, I believe in unconditional love. Do I believe in people's capability of doing it? I believe in a three-pointer, but do I think bruh going to hit it? I don't mm. know if he's going to actually make it. You feel me? So it's like that. Is your perform can you perform at a certain rate? It's like a. It's kind of like that. Do you think a man and a woman can can have... Un do you think a man can have un unconditional love with a woman? Mm, I wouldn't say... I would. Or just love? Because you know love and unconditional love to me is different. I, I'm trying to... Unconditional love within itself, to, like that's the foundation of what we have to think about. Can anybody do it? That period, you feel mm. me? So I would just think of that. But um, between a woman and a woman, it's no, I think it, it's not uncon, it's not, it's it is a conditional love, but it's meant to be that. Like it's that's why it's designed to be a conditional love. You have mm. unconditional love with yourself, and you find other ways to have unconditional love with things. Period. You feel me? But the dynamic of being set up to be conditioned. This whole world is a test so that you can figure out to get to that space. Mm. You, you, you a reflection of greatness, you feel me? And you're looking at it to try to measure up to greatness in so many different ways of God and through anything, you feel me? Well, yeah, the reason I say that because I don't believe a man and a woman uh, can have unconditional love for each other. I think unconditional love you can only have with a parent and their child. 
because, I mean, everyone can fall in love. Oh, I love this girl. Oh, I love basketball, blah, blah, blah. That's that's love. But unconditional love when you is like, no matter what this your son or your daughter does, you'll love them the same. Like there's there's people who whose kids shot up schools and their parents still love that love their son. He's my son. Mm-hmm. I still love him, even though he went and shot up to school and killed all these kids. You know what I'm saying? You know the wildest part, though? <clears throat> is that it is that way. The, the parent is able to have, have a con- unconditional love with the child, but the child can ha- it has a conditional love with the parent. Mm-hmm. It's based on you feeding me, you doing all those things. Mm-hmm. So that's where the, I think it's that same kind of dynamic. <clears throat> like for me, I look at it like this. You ever play um, tag, like tag with a kid? Like tag, you feel yeah. me? You go, you, they, you go, um, they go hide in the room, and you feel me? They, you go to count one, two, three, you know, count to whatever, backwards, whatever. Then you go try to find them. All right, here I come. You're going to find them. You see, you see their legs hanging right there from under the curtain. You feel me? But you like, where you at? Is you over here? They like, hee hee. You go to the other side. You up in the closet? Mm. You feel me? You go to them. You go over there, kind of by them. You finally look. You right here. Oh. But then when the kid go, and say, your turn to hide, you go out there and hide. All right, here I go. You hide right behind the curtain. You hear somewhere. Mm. The kid going to come right to find you. Oh, you right here. He ain't about to play with you. He ain't going to try to court you and, and make it to, to that type of experience. Because if you go find the kid, he'll think that he weak. Like, damn, I can't hide. He'll be mad. You're yeah. doing that because you're trying to encourage him and you and you giving him that energy. You know, like from that uh, dominant space. Mm. You feel me? And I think it's something like that with women, too. You have to have this like finesse. You don't want to be finesse. You ain't finessing the kid. You're not finessing your woman, but you got to have finesse when you communicate. You feel me? And that goes a long way. That I think that people have, women can have an unconditional love to that, to that energy. Like, mm. you feel me? That's what they got an unconditional love to. Like, I'm going to wait. That's why they fuck with alpha males or something. Like, it's just something I'm connected to. Like, he gangster. He can protect me. I don't care what it is. Yeah. I'm, I have unconditional love to that, not to this bruh. Because if he could provide it, I'm over there with him. Mm. You feel me? But if you got that and you consistently got it, that's the source. That's what they got unconditional love for. Yeah. What was uh, growing up in the Bay Area like for you? It was cool. Like, I mean, because my younger years was like in Acorn and then um, San Leandro. um, And then, so the Bay was just, I got that 90s, that real 90s, like them Toyota Corollas and you just... I've been a whip here every other city we go. Stealing cars and shit. It was just, I mean, not just stolen cars. I just mean like just the the shape of the cars. Like it's like if you was the 80s, the 90s, like I was born in 87. So it's like, it still was kind of eras where it's like, oh, this looked like the 90s, look like the 2000s. Now it's kind of like 2000s kind of got back fresh prints and shit. So it looked like the 90s. So it ain't really like, you. I don't know. We might have to see where the time, it's not by the, it's not by the decade no more. It's some yeah. other type of thing. Like, oh, that, that looked like, Rich Homie Quan and them is out or something, or Roscoe Dash or something. You feel me? You can mm-hmm. kind of tell a little bit, but it ain't really separate from the 2000s or something that much. Maybe Trap. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? But <clears throat> growing up out here was that. And um, just outside is people. You, know, you can just go, go outside and somebody there. You feel me? You could tap in with something. I, I was up in Acorn and my, a lot of my cousins moved to the bottoms or moved to, um, to the 70s on Parker and being out there and do you feel like you had? House. Do you feel like you had a better, like back then it was better community? It, or do you it, think it's it better? Was, but I think there's a lot of dependent too, though. Like a lot of people just depended on everybody so much that they was there, and we got the we got the benefits of it. Like I was just looking at the dogs at the dog park, and we thinking about wild dogs versus um uh domesticated dogs, and like what life would be better, and it's just like. Well, of course, for a dog, domesticated would be better than a wild dog because it's getting all the benefits of society without having to do none of this stuff. You feel yeah. me? So it's kind of like, that's kind of how I look at it. You feel me? Mm. Good analogy. Uh, where did you go to high school? Um, I went to Tracy High. Tracy High? Yeah. What year did you graduate? In 05. 05. <laughs> where did your life take you after you graduated? Um, I went to... A- to Fremont, I lived out in Fremont at this um, DeVry. They had a dorm. Mm. So they, I needed somewhere to be. Mm. And I stepped out on my own. You feel me? 
17. What is DeVry? What the fuck is that? DeVry was a one like a ICGC college. You feel me? It's something that's like one is of these it that, like, with that nigga Phoenix, with the... <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. You feel me? Phoenix, one of them type of... That nigga on the commercial country. with the hat. Uh, you ain't doing nothing. Get up, bro. What the you couch? doing, bro? You feel me? Come top in with DeVry or something. You feel me? It's on one of them. But the, the, for me, it was just a dorm. I had somewhere to be. I had my mm. own space. You feel mm. me? Like I just needed to step on my own. Like I was trying to figure it out. Like what do I do? It was a girl I was talking at the time. Do I go wherever she going to this college? You feel me? Out in Colorado or something? I don't know. Yeah. Do I go to LA with my other bros? You feel me? Other bros? And it was just, I had to see what I was personally ready for, prepared for. So why did you choose to ride? Period that. For one, it was still close and it was got me back in the bay because it was I was in Tracy and it got me back over at Clinton closer this way. I had a car, I could maneuver. I was already going. I, I think I had like my first song. My first song I did was junior year going to senior year. Mm-hmm. I had this song called The Beat Go Boom. It was just like, like from the first song, I had energy, I had motion, mm-hmm. fucking with it. So I was just like, okay. Um, it was just that. I had things going on. It was the internet. It was just, I just seen, I just know the bay, like the bay just raw. I just, I could just, I could just see it. I know the tech industry artists, the curries and the artists, our, our teams winning. Like I could just feel the energy, bro. Just a reason that we spawned here. You never wanted to leave? I, I always want to leave because I don't, I don't want to be the, I ain't the nigga in my hood. I'm the nigga from my hood. Mm. I want to go somewhere else and be like, oh, damn. Oh, you bro from Acorn. You feel me? Are you bro from the Bay? Are you bro from Cali? Are you bro from um the U.S.? You feel me? That's kind of the energy being a representation of those things. Did you leave? Um, I've been at least to in, in this country, you feel me, to like, you know, up and down the coast. I didn't hit every city, the major cities, Portland. I'm talking about living. Did you like move somewhere to live? Um, nah, I never, I never moved to live nowhere else. Okay. Not, you feel me? Nope. Not nowhere outside of just, you know, Sacramento's in Oakland and Richmond. Mm. So you say you started music, you started music, uh, after high school? Um, yeah, no, I started that junior year going to senior year. Junior, senior year? Okay. Yeah. What got you into that? Um, I just always... I was just into music because I seen my sister was into it. She put the posters on the wall, seen the impact it had on her. I seen um, the I seen that domestic violence when I was younger, and I would see that you know I was trying to break them up that night. But then in the morning, every other city we go, I see the same whole day up here. Ah, dancing. I'm like, damn, I wish I could make them feel like that. Mm. I was trying to do that last night, and I could I couldn't do it. But now I see this did it. Okay. I just tune my ear to it. Mm. And then um, I, always, I always talk like Pootie Tang. I always have some like, it's how I communicate. You mm-hmm. feel me? It's always just like that. Um, so it was kind of that energy. And then I had an opportunity to do it. Like around that, like 50 Cent had like Get Rich or Die Trying. And, you feel me? I think Beyonce had Summertime. All this energy was that time. And it was hella hard to get in the studio back then, bro. It wasn't no... Equipment like that, bro. It wasn't like you could just get your laptop out and just make a song. Yeah. Nah, we grew up with the computer, like Math Blasters and Oregon Trail. We we seen all this shit happen. You, know I mean? you remember uh, the first song you recorded? The beat go and put boom. out into the world. The beat go boom. It was, that was it. Yeah. Okay. So you you got everyday celebrity. They was called schoolhouse celebrities. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That was some other bros that was a little older than me out there. But then um, they had another group called V Tech, and it was my bro Glenn, and he had his his cousin. You feel me? He got Dowdy and uh. Ryan and Carlos, you feel me? And then, uh, what's called it? Make the beat, man. That j- ah, damn, my brand name. But uh, basically, um, yeah, I got on a song with them. It, it was, it almost didn't happen. I, like I said, I used to go to this camp called Camp Mendocino, mm. and I used to go out there every summer. And then, um, so it was a staff break, and I came back out, uh, and they said the song was almost done. We went to Brad House, Jay Wally, that was his name. We went to his house, and um. He just had the computer in one room, and it went all the way. And I'm in Tracy because I'm from the, I'm from the, I'm from out here. But out there, I'm looking at like y'all got a house, and y'all got y'all out here. Mm. You feel me? Like they was out in the country a little bit, but it was like he had it linked all the way to the uh, bathroom with the little padding, the padding um, like blanket up in there. Yeah. So I had to like visual like how you is vibe. I'm like, okay, it's so my first time in here, mm. and then. um Basically, they was just like, they wasn't going to have me do it because they like, it's basically done. It's already four, five bros on it. You know, it was like, it was like, four, it was already kind of deep and they was already liking it. They was vibing. But I came and did my verse. Like, they started. Yeah, so you, you were just a feature on the song? <laughs> Semi. That was the whole, that was the start. Okay. I, it wasn't nothing to say or think about. We just started. We just doing it. You feel me? They mm. kind of grouped. His cousin 
he ain't, this his first song too. And then I'm on the song, you feel me? We all used to play tackle football, play, play uh, 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 baseball and shit. Like I was basketball in the low courts, bopping on each other. You feel me? Like just really had to get, had to, had a childhood out there. You mm. feel me? And that was cool. So, but but now it's like you stepping into that realm of like, what you gonna do? They already graduated. I'm my junior year going into senior year. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, what path you taking it? And that's how we was connecting. All this shit wasn't there. Like, hip hop, fifty years old. Yeah. You feel me? This yeah. to this year. So we figuring we, MySpace. Like we figure, we don't know what's going on. Coding. I changed my my page from red to blue somehow. <laughs> changing the zero to one. <laughs> we just we just doing stuff. You feel me? So. That's what it was. And I come in here, I did my verse, you feel me? And they just, oh, it was going crazy. It was a mm. moment. And he's like, no, we got to say you for the remix. I don't know what he was talking about. So we never did no remix, but that song happened. And then around the neighborhood and people were like, they were just like, they rocked with it. So you, you just kept doing music after that? Yep. Uh, do you have a project out? Did I have one then? No, I'm saying, do you have one now? Now, yeah, I do a project every month. Like, okay. at least one. This this year, I've been doing a project every month. Mm-hmm. So, at least 10 songs. Yeah. How many projects do you have out? Uh, so, that Piff was on, and I probably had like 20-something on there. Okay. And then, uh, so now, maybe on Spotify, maybe 20-something now. Shit, I'm like 20-something like that now. What is, what is the... Um... Like obviously you put out a whole bunch of stuff. What's one project that's that is like close to your heart? You know what I'm saying? Because you know how when people have like if you ask Fifty Cent, Fifty Cent might say, "Oh, my first album," because I had my whole life to to write this first album. What was what was the project that's like that you like? This is my baby. Well, my first one, my first project I ever did was called Mister Doom Dada. So there was like, I feel like at the time they kept trying to put me in a box. Like I got, I do hella different music styles and mm-hmm. I always did that. But people would be like, oh, you rap like this or you rap like that or you music like this. And I was just like, well, shit, Mr. Doom Dada was like this mystery. Like I even, it's like this mystery name. Like it was like, I'm Mr. Doom Dada. Like, like, and, and now I got a thing called Mystery Miggity Man. It's basically just like everybody trying to figure you out and, and, and put you in a box or say something like that. So. Those projects was pretty cool because it, it was kind of like a push on society a little bit. You feel me? Mm. So them we could think about. But um, if what oh if I what you trying to if I said I want somebody to check out a project now, um, I'd say this project called the Fox and the Moon. I think that right now it is it's a good blend of everything. Like especially in the middle of where I've been and where I am now. I got this project called The Fox and the Moon. It's basically like a coming of age story um, through this, like, this fox. You know, you I say this, a doggy dog world. So for me, I say I foxed with it. You feel me? I, the fox everywhere the other dog's at, but it ain't it ain't in there. It's, 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 it's on its own. It ain't got to run in a pack. You, could, you feel me? Just stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's cunning. Like, down there, foxes, if you try to, um, they hunt a fox, they'll walk backwards and get their trail off of you. You feel me? Just energy like that, approaching society. And that's kind of what I did with that project. The moon was the light, the limelight, you know, it's howling at the moon, howling at the chicks, howling at the, you feel me? Mm. You just a dog, you feel me? And uh, yeah, I think that it got a lot of different creativity things on there. It's, it's a blend of like kind of when I kind of mastered the new energy of this world. Like I was on some DMX before, like some, you know, that type of energy, like Pac and all, like just yeah. real like MCN and shit, Black Thought, you feel me? On some coming on MC on that hype but then blending the swaggy energy so I kind of mastered it around that time and I, I felt like I was authentic to both mm. so there's some vibes on there what was the reason for the change you know what I'm saying cause I mean you said you were like on some gangster rap shit but now it seems like you're on some like spiritual like uh, awareness like black keys I, w- I think I mean, that nigga I w- name is Black Keys, right? I wouldn't necessarily say it was like gangster energy. I think it was just gangster times back then. High human energy. It was just that energy like was more prevalent. Like think of, think of like, man, we're back when we was younger, bro, you got hair. You feel me? in a ponytail. And you're gay. You feel me? People be on your helmet. You, bro, you shook your bro hand too long, bro. You gay. They be like, bro, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Y'all was talking in the car for two hours with a bro? You feel me? Like... <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? It was that energy at the time. So anything you did was a fight to just like, mm. 
be yourself. You feel me? So that's what I fought for, and that's what I'm on, and that's where the energy at. So yeah. now it's kind of more like, um, yeah, just leading that energy, bro. It's more people that's, you know. Bro. Why do you think society changed from that to this? Because we changing it. Like it's it's still. A but who's changing it? We Niggas? are. No, we all of us. You feel me? I feel like if whatever the movement is, whatever I'm doing, every mm-hmm. time I move, I create a movement. So we. If if you doing something saucy and people see it, they gonna copy it. Like they gonna be like, oh shit, he looking raw. He winning with that. I'm mm. gonna do it. It's crypto winning. Uh. Nobody thinking about that. Ain't nothing. Nobody worry about. Till they see somebody winning with it, they go, like, oh, you got the doge. You got the what? Hold on, mm. it's working. Hold on, bro. You got a new outfit. You got you got a new whip. Like you gonna like you got, it's gonna be something that's gonna draw you to and you are gonna do it. So that's how he moving. Like. We just got to take control of that instead of playing into our insecurities and both is just like people double dutching instead mm. of just being authentic and your genuine self and just doing it. So basically stop caring what, uh, what everybody think. No, care what you think and you're going to be able to care with how people think in a more authentic and loving way. Mm. You feel me? Because sometimes you get a headache and you don't even, we don't even get, a, we get aspirin and keep it going. We ain't checking in with ourselves. You need, you need some water. Do I need to start sleep more? We just pop an aspirin to get this money because we we got value outside of us. Mm-hmm. But that's what's gonna shift because that's why it's a movement. If you moving and expressing yourself a certain way, it's just coming through. Like it's just you, it's just not it's just there, bro. It ain't even nothing to say. It ain't no try to make nobody do or think. If it's coming off real and raw, like it's gonna it's gonna you gonna gravitate to it. God gonna speak through you to it to you through it, and you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that's the next movement. Let's do it. You went to Mister Fab's. Uh... Thug therapy, yes. Mm-hmm. How was that experience? It was thug therapy. It was thug <laughs> therapy. It was thugging through some therapy. You feel me? And it was just uh, maybe people first time in this setting. You feel me? Maybe a couple people went through it. Um, but for me, I just really want to just participate, see what it is. I, 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 let me come with a, a clean slate. Mm. Let me not judge and say it got to be this or that. Let me just come in here and experience it. Those are things I was able to work through. Do I say something? Do I not? Am I coming here to try to heal people or I'm coming here to be healed? Or is it a a blend of both? All those things is thoughts that's going through my mind while I'm there. See the news come in. Be there for a second. They cut. You feel me? Be here. Are they supposed to participate more? Or are they supposed to just capture this? Is this this for a look? Is it what? All these things there. You feel me? Is what's thought and people being vulnerable. But when I was there and what I experienced, I got to see people be vulnerable. Like, unk, you feel me? I want to keep everything, people's stuff sacred. But at the same time, it was situations where people stepped out and was vulnerable. And I seen a young bro be like, damn, I, my dad just got me here to film. You feel me? And mm-hmm. I thought he was just trying to do some shit, be cool on the internet, you know, do something. But when I, I got here, I seen the dudes hugging and stuff. I'm like, this is weird. I'm 22. And that's like, this is weird. But then I was like, I was judging why they doing that. But it's really like, why they, why we don't do that? Like, why don't we fuck with our brothers and rule? So I got to see those things happen through it, no matter what the intention, no matter what God was working through it. Yeah. So I did my part to just document because I see it. a lot of times we get together and we don't want it to, hey, bro, let's take a picture because it's egos or whatever it is. Mm. We don't want to document shit. So that's kind of what I've been stepping on, being that middle ground. Like, I'm about to, I, I see the vision. I see what's going on here. Let me, mm. let me do my part in this situation. Yeah. Do, you, do you think it's a problem or do you think this statement is true? Because you know how, uh, like, everyone, when you went to thug therapy, you got all those black men sharing, being vulnerable with each other being friendly but then once they leave it's back to they walk past another nigga they mean mugging you driving past these niggas they mean mugging you yeah you bump into a motherfucker they want to fight so i'm saying how come black men are not keeping the same energy i think that same systematic thing that i'm saying like it's certain portals and vortexes that do that that's why i do shit at the lake love at the lake because it's like that was the one spot that everybody there and they here for focus. They offer the same thing. They came for that vibe. You feel me? So you're on the same frequency. So I might see a white lady. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Oh, you want to share something? We chilling. It's good here. But if I see her in, in, in Target, she might be like, not fucking with you. Don't, don't say what's up. Mm. I don't know why it's like that, but that's what it is sometimes. And so I'm just like, we need to have these little these little meeting grounds to have these little peace pipe moments with each other. You feel me? And these different portals so that energy could work. Cause you can't just say you rock with somebody. Like that's like a relationship. You see them one or two times. You think that we go out, 
You feel me? We don't go out. You feel me? Like, it's something to that extent. It takes time and work to build with your brothers and build with your people in the community. Yeah. You feel me? Get familiar with them. Like, you invited me to your space. You feel me? That's vulnerable. You feel me? That's what you stepping out on to create more vortexes and opportunities. Should have been happening, though. You feel me? Should have been happening. We got... No love. Black people got so many problems. We should have been united. Years ago, decades you said, ago. You're a, you a visionary, man. You got to know how special you are, bro. You just special. You somebody mm. that's been seeing it and you got ridiculed for it early because you was early. Uh, bro, you got the skinny, you skinny ass jeans on, bro. You rich ass jeans, weak ass <laughs> And now, now you own it. Now y'all, y'all own it because I was invisible. Every, when you move, every time you move, you create a movement. That's mm. the own. When we own that, we get the benefits of moving instead of everybody else winning off the benefits. Mm. That's all it takes, bro. As yep. long as we going and we get started reaping the benefits of how we doing it, Keep winning, bro, because uh, you're going to f- watch how I'm doing it. You're going to give me mines because you ain't got no choice but to. Mm-hmm. Like, every, like, everybody in the NBA was the rawest person on their team at one point. And now you got to be like, hey, one bro had to show he a dog. Like, bro, I'm him, him. You go, oh, okay, bro, I respect it. All right. <laughs> see, if you get make it too close, they think they can knock you out next time they see you. They think they're going to beat you next time. They're going to mm-hmm. be like, bro, now I got to dog walk you just to let you know, bro. It's a blowout. You feel me? It ain't, it ain't, you ain't got it like that. And once you step with that energy, people respect it because it's still, that's the masculine energy. I don't know why it's like that, but it just is. You feel me? And then yeah. once you show that, then you could just, oh, that's a player. That's why I like what you said. Yeah, you look like a player. i like, I need that. Instead of, <laughs> you give me the spiritual, but you ain't give me the hippie. Because yeah. people be trying to hit me with that hippie and hippie look homeless. And I'm like, I don't want to look homeless. I want to have the spirit show yeah. of it. But don't worry. Okay. I know. I'm good looking. Who, uh, when you, when you were growing up, give me someone that inspired you that you looked up to and why and then when you're give me someone now that you look up to or get uh, inspiration from and why if it came to that just that question looking up to or that yeah, I feel like that's a real youthful type thing <clears throat> so I would say like probably like Martin Luther King or something like that or I did hella book reports on Martin Luther King growing up, and I'm seeing the impact that he made. We got days like one black person that's in a different light than everybody, but he's still in the mix. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That's in the fight. <clears throat> so that was that. And then now I'll just probably say Dick Gregory, because he's like an extension of that now. You feel me? So that'd be somebody. I say them because they're the elders, they ancestors, because um, when it comes to looking up to people, I think that's one of the things. Like, I feel like we're supposed to see each other eye to eye. We ain't supposed to look up to people or look down on people. Because if you look up to people, eventually you don't look down on them. Because it's like, yeah. you're looking up or you looking down. <laughs> like, So I just like to see people eye to eye. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I think that's real important. And that's how I move in every room. Because well, four years of high school, bro was up. He was the one. Four years after high school, busted. And got it. He ain't the one. He Then a couple years later, he up. Wherever he at. We all got our different moments. And I ain't going to shun nobody. Because if God working through people, they could be that. You feel me? So why, did, why did you look up to Martin Luther King? Martin Luther King is kind of just, I, I did a lot of reports on him growing up, you feel me? And it was just like little stuff like, oh, he graduated high school at 15, like, I don't know, graduated college. You feel me? It's little stuff like that. Like, mm. yeah, he did that. He black. They be studying this shit in school because mm. we ain't studying nobody else. You feel me? That yeah. look like me or nothing. So I'm like, okay, he in schools. Like, this curriculum. My cousin's talking about, I could talk to my cousins, but okay, he on. Like, he must be somebody. Mm. You feel me? Just little stuff like that. Million Man March, stepping out, speaking out for the stuff that we see in every day. Whether it was working or not, I still. Whether it's working or not, I still associated with, oh, he's trying to speak on changing what we're doing right now. And he got motion. They knocked him down. Oh, okay. Why they knock him down? You feel me? I'm trying to figure all that out and see that because I, I see the parallels in my life for how I be moving about stuff. It's not like I'm trying to make it be that. I'd rather be tucked off somewhere doing my Dougie. Like, I'm yeah. chilling. If you were if you were back in those days, you so you're telling me you would follow you would have been following Martin Luther King or would you follow Malcolm X? Um, I wouldn't follow nobody. I'd be leading. You feel me? I would support their movements. Like, yeah, well, basically that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, would support, I would support both of their movements because it ain't no separation. Mm-hmm. I'd just be like, if I if I was blessed to think how I think now, I still operate the same way. Like, it's kind of like this. Is what you, I feel a question he's kind of saying. Like, they had, they had two of, different ideologies. That's what I'm. It's that's Magneto, what I'm asking. It's Magneto and um and Professor X. You feel me? But we are mutants. And they like, I'm still mm-hmm. like, as long as you're doing it for the mutants. You feel me? <laughs> Like, shit, we mutants. They like, let's get it. And, yeah. But at the same time, I fuck with the humans too. It's the same thing with uh with um Avatar, with the people with powers, the people without powers. First it was all the different nations, but mm. then they all the nations came together and then 
it was the people with powers and without powers. It's always a balance. It always shifts. So mm-hmm. I'm aware of that, and I just participate with it no matter what it is. <clears throat> you know, I participate constantly, but I think that it's like a lot of people say, if I was a slave, I would have. And he'd be like, bro, you ain't doing it now. You a slave now, and these times I ain't seeing it. Yeah. So that's you. You there's a there's an equivalent thing or something that parallels it, and is to this day, and that's what we doing is bravery, and it's mm. different lanes like follow the drinking gourd or like little the underground railroad is the p- white people putting fucking uh Black Lives Matter in their window because to them that's just like a crip putting a putting a blood rag in a um uh, in a window letting they whole gang know like uh, they got them tied up like this what house we on yeah. it might seem like a small gesture it's like man that's all you doing but it's like. That's that baby step they need. They might, you feel me? The same cruelties that they see to eat, that did to other people, they start doing to each other. Are you familiar with what's going on in uh, Africa right now? With what, uh, Africa and France? What specifically? <clears throat> so they're basically, they're kicking out all, uh, the, all the Europeans and all the French and shit, right? So they want independence. They're all uh, coming together. So Africa can have one leader and one uh, voice instead of all these different countries saying different things, you know what I'm and shit they're cutting off they're taking away uranium uh, all uranium exports from france and you know france is like a wealthy wealthy country and they get all their uranium from niger which is a poor country and they're like okay how are we supplying you all of the resources to your country to so you guys could survive and you guys are living fruitful lives when we are like starving yeah. And so they're like, so they have a new leader, this young African dude, uh, who said, "Fuck that, you're not taking our resources no more, and we're going to do our own thing." Yeah, that's the energy. I think that that's we revamping <clears throat> all these systems. Like, all the systems need to change. That was based on hate. That's based on greed. That's based on our fears. You feel me? It was like as as long as I get mine, you mm. feel me? But now we watch somebody die on the internet. We watch people. We watch this shit all the time now. We connected. We aware like Hawaii that's going on. You feel me? We and like you saying in Africa, like we are aware of that. And around the world, the visionaries, the people that's moving and shaking, the people that's just like, I got that dog in me. I'm pushing. I'm moving for this. Is just coming to do it. Do what they need to do. It's different tactics. You know, some people do it with violence and they get to that point. Some people do it with with love. You know, respect or different ways. But it's mm. different tactics and. It's not, I don't judge any of them. I think they all are, but got a purpose. But it's like, which one is actually going to be the best right now? Is it good? This is the moment you need to whoop somebody. Sometimes the crime don't fit the bill. The 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 crime, the punishment don't fit the crime. Yeah. You feel me? So it's just like, damn, you about to knock him out because he he looked at you? You feel me? And he made you uncomfortable? You feel me? Because yeah. he called you a bitch or something? Like, I don't know. It's certain things. I'm going to knock him down. Like, you're going to knock him out. And then when you knock him down, that that's that's creating a whole nother. Because <laughs> yeah. a nigga might fall and hit his head and die. Yeah. Not saying it ain't no no reason for you to knock nobody down. You feel me? But it's what, in what situation? Like, is it another being? Like, mm. you're protecting yourself and this person tripping? Is it like, you know? What what's the what's the scenario? You use it for the you got to match we got to match things up a little bit. Better. Are you a believer? You're a big believer in love. Are you a big believer in forgiveness? Do you believe that anyone should be forgiven for anything? Um, I think I I feel like myself. Like I, I had to forgive myself for things that I did. Like I got to start there first. I asked that question to myself: Is it something I can't forgive myself for? Is it something God ain't gonna forgive me for? You feel me? Because if I got another day, basically it's like I didn't get punished. Like I, Basically, got life still to be here, even mm-hmm. though I did something that I should have took my life or took somebody's life. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the foundation. And if I can operate from that space with myself, then I can operate that space with somebody else because they really don't know me. They ain't here. They ain't thinking about me. They're thinking about themselves. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure it out. And I see, I recognize my influence that I could, that I know my influence and I know God's influence. And if that, if that showing that forgiveness is the way God be showing, like, dang, like, what? Yeah, y'all did. I did you wrong. But I, I, but I respect myself too, and I ain't gonna put myself in a predicament where somebody's just gonna disrespect me over and over because that's that's just stupid. Yeah. But it's just more like I'm gonna hold you accountable. Me forgiving you and loving you is is stepping away. Is is allowing God to work for, through you and work to you and me out the way because obviously I'm getting in the way of your lesson. You feel me? So it's forgiveness because I mean, shit, that, bro, it's our families. We be, bro, there's people in our family that are the shadiest thing you ever knew. If <laughs> everything, like if the shadiest thing you've seen ever somebody do probably in your family, you yeah. feel me? And sometimes you forgive them and a lot of times you do because you're like, I'm going to forgive them because I'm here with my mom. But if there's anybody else and we was in the same scenario, you it would just been, 
you went to, you would have did whatever you was gonna do. Mm. So like I think that we can forgive on our family in those ways, even if they light or not, you know, they they version of it. So I think that I'll be trying to give other people that grace because it'd be some good people I'll be inter- interacting with. They could do something wrong or fucked up one time and they they I don't give them that same wiggle room I give my not cousin or somebody. Or so you know what I'm saying? Somebody that really be doing me dirty and shady over and over. Yeah. I still be like, but that's my auntie's son, or that's my uncle Remy, that's my co- I love his cousin brother or sister. You feel me? That's my so it's like I see that with everybody out here, especially if you for the fire, you for the energy. Like I can just tell, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I know what I be going through and what I do. And if I see other people on that, I'm gonna give you wiggle room. Cause I want it too. Yeah, I was just talking uh, about that same scenario with uh, someone last night because I told her I was like, I was like, friend. I I believe friends are more important than family because you can't choose your family, so you have no choice. Just like you say, you have a not cousin who treats you like shit all the time. You didn't choose her. You're 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 stuck with her. You know what I'm saying? But you choose your you choose your friends. You choose the circle of people that surround you. Like I have friends that I, if I get into a, a predicament, I will call my boy before I call my own brother. Yeah. So I'm saying. So I believe friends, like the people you you choose to be around you to share your energy and all that shit, is more important than um, family. Now, obviously, family is good, but when I, when I say family, I'm not talking about your mom and dad because obviously they gave you life. They okay. gave that's something that can't be uh, compared to anyone else. But it was like cousins, and oh, just because this is my cousin, I have to take care of this person. No, that's not. I get what you're saying. True. I think yeah, that, <clears throat> I, I I think it's real important to do that because I didn't. My older sister is four years older than me, so I didn't go to school with her. I was like first grade, and she was in fifth grade. After that, I was in school by myself. Mm-hmm. So, um. I didn't, I had to figure out who I had to gravitate to. And I think that is hella important in this life. You feel me? Because if you don't know what you're surrounded with, you you, you got to know yourself to know who you want to be around. Like, you feel me? And yeah, so family, your friends are that, you know? And that's like, some. sometimes it's, I pick my friends based on my family and they'd be like, damn, I'm tripping. You feel me? I'm picking them like them because <laughs> that's what I'm used to. That's my comfort zone. But it's like, damn, like, I don't, I don't need to have friends like my family. You feel me? I need to have friends like who I am and who I'm growing into be and what I want, you know? And as I do that, my family will grow, be able to grow too because I'm mm-hmm. growing. And then mm-hmm. now I could be around some of them. I could, I, could, I could be family to them because that is a unique relationship where it's like, well, I ain't got to be your friend either, but you're going to be still be my cousin. Yeah. You feel me? But other people don't got that. It's like, if you ain't my friend, you ain't nothing to me. Like, you just somebody mm. that's out there unless I find some other connection, business, or mm. you feel me? Something like that. So, I, it's, I don't just look at things as either or. Like, I think that this divide and conquer thing is like, we got to see the light in the dark and everything. Like, pros and cons on both sides and then work with, with all of them to make the best mm. product. Because capitalism, shit, we wouldn't have none of this equipment and phones and all that shit if, we, if it didn't happen. Like, we would have had it, but like maybe the timing would have been slower. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's still here and we still winning off of it. You feel me? We still utilizing it. So yeah. we ain't just throwing it around, breaking everything that had to do with capitalism. So it like they they test stuff on animals and do foul stuff that we get to benefit off of that we don't know, but we don't be searching to look for either. And if we did know, is how many people gonna really switch up? I'm like, I ain't gonna rock with it no more. Look at mm-hmm. Gucci. Mm-hmm. People just be like, oh, they did racist stuff. They don't care. Pedophile stuff, whatever. They like, man, but that. But when I step up in that function, I'm going to be, uh, they yes. go, I'm going to pull it. I'm going to knock that one I want to knock. That's so I got to throw it on. I can't uh, understand how how a company is blatantly disrespecting you and te- and blatantly telling you that we don't really want y'all in our clothing, but y'all niggas line up outside the Gucci store. The portal, bro, is going back and forth. They're doing it to each other. Mm. Taking your value away, and then they be like, "Damn!" It's just they want validation from the white Gucci people. Can't That's feel all good. The people of Gucci can't feel good knowing that if I'm racist, I'm truly racist. I don't want to see y'all in this shit. But then I make a whole living off of y'all. If y'all was gone, I really wouldn't be able to thrive and survive. That has to eat you up inside. Like I hate you so much. So it's the only thing you can really do with that to be at peace in your situation is to accept the people from the other side, and the other side accept too. I mean, well, they know they know the characteristics of of, of black culture. Oh, Tommy Hilfiger said it out loud. He said, "I don't want you niggas in my clothes." He said that. 
Word for word. I mean, he didn't, he didn't say niggas, but how many niggas? Some bros stopped wearing and most, most people stopped wearing it because that was the thing. But that's the man. It'd be racism, man. I, I, don't like, I don't like black people, but that nigga sure can run that ball. Mm-hmm. My team winning, boy. I love that boy. I ain't need to do that accident because I ain't the only person. That Jerry Jones. I don't mean to interrupt you, but Jerry Jones, I know you heard that story. They, uh, uh, they had a picture of Back in the day when, um, in Montgomery, I believe, uh, when the black kids uh, integrated the school for the first time. And there's a famous picture of this black girl surrounded by white students yelling at her, spitting on her, calling her nigger. And Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, was in the crowd and it came out. Somebody leaked it. And then uh, there was this big backlash, like, oh, what the fuck? How are you in there? Why were you there? And all this other shit. And nobody, it wasn't even really talked about. No one interviewed him, asking him why. There wasn't no, uh, he didn't basically, he didn't have to answer for and explain himself why he was there. They held him accountable, bro. Yeah, and then they compared that to Kyrie Irving, Saying, watching a movie, he all he did was uh, he sent a tweet mm-hmm. talking about a movie uh, about um, black people are the original yeah, Jews, yeah. yeah, which is true. And then they suspended him. It was all a bunch of shit. Took took money from him. The nigga had to go to like uh, do community service and all that shit just for oh, yeah. just for posting a tweet. And it shows you the difference between accountability on uh, each side. I look at it like this. Nobody can really punish me in the game that they made. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, imagine somebody say, Flugel, Flugel, uh, flip cup, like not flip cup, like whatever, whatever game, I don't know, whatever the game name, they just made it up. And they'd be like, well, I'm about to make you feel bad in it that you did wrong. It's like, bro, you made it all up. You could, you ever played a game with somebody that do that to you? Like, just switch up the rules and make it to where you just lose no matter what. Like, they just figured it out to create a scenario so they could just make you feel bad. It's yeah. like some mean girls type shit or something mm-hmm. like you know, it's a big, this big prank. You feel me? So we be buying into these systems. We buy into like, 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 what's his name? Um, uh, uh Jogic, you feel me? The white brother just won. You feel me? He be, right, I don't care about basketball like that, bro. I'll just be trying to kick it at the house. I'm just raw oh, yeah. this, but I ain't tripping. Like, it's that energy. Like, I think that a lot of a lot of players start having that energy first. You feel me? Like Kyrie's mm-hmm. or these, like, bro, I love my family and stuff first. Like they can say that and um, openly instead of like it's like don't denounce it because you're gonna stop the fans from loving it. So I'm fanning out over. It. But it's like, no, nah, we already got. That's not gonna stop nobody from loving it if they love it. But I can still say that. Get your priorities right. Like yeah. basketball ain't the. You feel me? And I think that that's what it's about. The Negro League. I don't know why, like we all want to have a league now, but it was like the Negro League was trying to Jackie Robinson. So it's like, was Jackie Robinson saucy or did he sell out? You feel me? The same, the same thing. Cause if you want, like, would it be the first Negro League now, the new league, the big three or whatever it is, he'd be like, oh, he's the first one. So now with the first, what? We be buying into the systems too sometimes. And imagine if, imagine if Jackie Robinson this is what I mean. I understand Jackie Robinson is an icon, but uh, this is what I hate about Jackie Robinson. Why the fuck were you so? Why did you even go to the ML? Why did you go play with them? Why didn't you want to stay in the Negro League? Imagine if Jackie Robinson didn't want. Most likely it was the cheese. It was a system that said you had to make money fuck instead that. of him going out. That's the fight. You fuck feel that. Me? But, That's but, the whole segregation. Uh, you, you see uh, these niggas, and you see if they time. stay if they stay here, how big they will be. So let's take and bring them. It's like the NBA. Imagine if uh, the ABA stayed like all those stars like Dr. J and all them motherfuckers didn't go to the mm-hmm. NBA and stayed and and grew that league, that black that. league. That shit would be way three times bigger. They want to do shit fast, bro. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do take the time. That's the whole thing. Like we're about to start we about to start appreciating slow because shit is going so fast now. We got mm-hmm. it going so fast. AI art and all this shit is like, no, nah, bro, I'd rather somebody hand draw it. Or you just write, if you just, bro, you could probably knock one right now. You just wrote her a letter, like, hey, I think you're cute. I like you. And just hand it to her, like, mm. it's my handwriting. Now, people like, damn, he took the time to write. He was just, I got a piece of paper. I ain't never, I ain't got a piece of paper in a minute. Yeah, and it yeah. just took time to just stand out instead of, I got your number. Hello, fast. What's your Instagram? All right, catch mm-hmm. you. You feel me? So that's just the times, bro. But it, all of it's whack, though. All, I mean, it'd be whack when you look at it through different lenses at a different time. Mm. At one point, they're a backhander bitch on, on TV. Bow. Yep. Just backhander. 
scanning that wrong woman. Oh, shit. On TV, it's the show. Like, it's black and white. Oh, how is blood in there? No, but not even a joke on that because that's kind of shady, though. Like, you know, it's the, the world we in right now. I ain't yeah. trying to be, like, insensitive to uh Man, fuck that. You know, that's what it was. That's what it was. But, you know, I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. When you're a comedian, you can, uh, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a comedian. That was comedy. It was a sketch. You feel me? Uh, yeah, bro. So, uh... If someone was to ask, who was Love Miggity, what would your answer be? I'm an out here specialist. An out here specialist. I'm an out here specialist, right? I'll just be tapping in. I mm. think I, being, to when people say I'm outside, a lot of people think it's like flashy. Like I think that's an element to it. We outside. Yeah, we out here. But for me, I really see the organicness of it. Like, no, I'm outside. I... I could be, I had to drive here. It's, it was gas. Mm. I had to figure out my schedule. I had to get the, build up the courage to get out here, even though I'm dealing with all these other things. Bro, I'm outside, bro. Mm. Like, I'm actually out here. So just by me showing up, bro, just, it's love, respect. Are you here? Okay. You, you probably dealing with your weight or your legs or this illness, some under, bro, hell of stuff. But you still outside. Mm. I think that that's, um, that's why being an out here specialist is important to me. I'm like, no, I'm here and I'm organically myself. And I think that's, I ain't trying to do nothing. I'm hungry, not thirsty. That's my slogan right now, is I'm hungry, not thirsty. I'm going to be there if I get this interview. I'm going to wait, see if Boots Riley going to interview with me. I asked him a couple of times, over here, over there. You feel me? Where you want to do with that? I'll do that, but I ain't going to get thirsty. He, he got to do all that stuff. Come on, please. please. Nah, it's good. Yeah. If you want to do it, because I'm me too. You yeah. feel me? That's all, that's all I am. I asked a nigga once, and then if it happened, it happened. Happened, man. And Jason Pitts up there too, 50 years of hip-hop. Mm. From the game, I wanted to interview him, but it was kind of like he was cool though. But he didn't really put forth the real energy. I'm like, all right, it was good, do your thing. Are you working on any? Uh, what, what What are you working on right now? Is it? Is are you doing more music, or are you doing? Or are you leaning more into the putting your energy into like the media uh, interview space? I'm out here, a specialist man. I'm doing. I'm doing all of them because they basically. Uh, champion each other I'm co-signing myself with my other skill sets mm. so that's ultimately what's happening so like because I do interviews and they like I learned by my music damn you kind of fired though now the fire I can, my music gonna give me an interview you know the fashion or edit, whatever the things are I'm editing filming but ultimately I'm trying to my, my ultimate goal is to funnel it into film and like and re-innovate re re what films and art and things are, like these new blends of everything. You know, mm -hmm. I like multimedias and certain things. So when I get more resources, they'll it'll manifest itself more. But I direct a lot of videos, a, a lot of videos you see of myself. I'm shooting them, filming them. Um, I'm gaining respect in my community so that when I say, hey, y'all, I could off the power of the strength of love, them rocking with me, they'll come and show up and do a video. You feel me? I might be like, bro, it's good. I can use your studio for you. Just be in a movie and we just put you in there. Those are the things that I'm looking forward to because I could put all the mediums into into the um to a movie or any mm -hmm. film thing. Put mm -hmm. the fashion into it, put a sculpture, put food, you could put anything into it. And then we could and we piggyback that with real life experiences and real life scenarios. Come through and eat the food that you've seen in the show or wear the clothes or you know, interact with the things that you're seeing visually. It's oh, that's bro that was down the street for real. He really right there. Yeah. What's up, bro? I seen you on the thing thing. Mm -hmm. Make a make a a random a regular bro into oh, bro, I seen you. Mm. Like nah, that's bro. You was on the thing. You in the same mix. Ain't no separation from my interview, Boost Riley, and I interviewed you just down the street. Mm. You feel me? It, it connect us. It's not making it like it's there more. They both feeling raw because the Boots Riley like they on there with the people. I'm on the people show. Like mm -hmm. he gonna feel like he rooted, and then the people that's rooted, that's more. They gonna feel like, well, I'm doing something saucy. I'm out here. I'm I'm in the sky. I'm outstanding now. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of yeah. That's the energy. Where can people find you if you want to give out so your socials or if you want to promote anything? Me man, love more man. Y'all can find me in my scam. Y'all just find me. I feel like we, it's, I'm, 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 I'm findable. <laughs> Tap in with me. Dope. You would be at the lake. Um, man. Just be outside. I'll be wiggling. Just Don't be think you're going to predict me. You're going to see me, man. I'm Fox with it, man. I'm going to be maneuvering. <laughs> I'm out here a specialist. So if you want to tap in, you feel me? You got to you gotta really be in alignment. And when we line up, then shit. Dope. Let's go. All right. Well, I uh, appreciate you coming on Everyday Celebrity Podcast.
telling me about your life and shit. Um, hope the best. Sir, I thought you about to ask him why. So he was like, hey, man, I got to warn you. Is anything nah, that you <laughs> want me to not say? I'm like, damn, where's about to go? Uh, we kept we kept it PG. We kept, kept it PG. I mean, we got to get there too. We can get there. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm around. This won't be the last. Hopefully, for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on, everybody. Uh, I mean, his links will be in the description. His Instagram, at least. I'll add him there. Yeah, and just uh, you got any last words on love? What's that, what's that slogan you say after your interview? Hey, 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 and always remember, they may do it to you, but don't do it to yourself. And this, is, <laughs> this is Everyday Celebrity Podcast, and we are out. You. Miggity.